Bottom line bombs. On the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia. Boosted same-game parlays, the live in-game odds. WinBet is what you need. Bet $100. Get $100. WinBet.com. Download the WinBet app. Start winning today. State restrictions apply. Also brought to you by the Sports Gaming Podcast Final Four Watch Party which is April 1st, 7.30. SGP will be at the Ice House in Los Angeles to so come hang out with the crew. All the info at sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash Ice House. And with that, start the music. That is music being played. Eventually, like I said, I'll have that on soundboard. I'll do it myself. For the live streamers, I want to make sure we are... Um, we got a clock running. Welcome to the Bottom Line Bombs. I am CJ Sullivan. Um, show number too hard, I guess too hard, too hard, too soft, too legit. Um, no, the second I want to say, cause I was going to say soft opening after the NFL season a couple weeks ago. And this is the hard opening. So this is episode too hard. This is too hard. Um, I'm going to give out Sweet 16 picks because that's this weekend, Thursday, Friday, with all eight games. We'll look at them. Some bombs, I mean. Um, recap. I gave out a couple of NITs. We went one and one with the NIT uh, on Monday. I gave up for last night. Um, I'll recap that real quick. That was, I'll talk about it right now, actually. We won with North Texas outright, and we lost with Oregon. They were up eight on them towards the end. We thought Wisconsin would quit. You would hope they would quit. That's what they do. Big 10 on the road. But then they, the problem with this NIT, you never know when these teams actually give a shit. And Wisconsin, for some reason, cared. They could have ended They could have ended this miserable season, but they cared and they came back and won. Ah, so we went one-on-one in the NIT. So these are uh, bombs. I apologize for that. I should have a nice money line dog parlay. That would have been beautiful. But we hit North Texas. That was a good one. Anyway, um, so Welcome. To the new bottom line bonds with its own feed on the U- new YouTube page. Nothing like start today is the beginning of the new YouTube um, bottom line bomb page. That's going to be a great one. Make sure you subscribe to that uh, bottom line bombs, YouTube, SGPN, whatever. I'll, I'll put the handle. I think it's at bottom line bombs is the handle. I'll be doing some promotion of that. Nothing like a YouTube page from scratch. It's right now it has two subscribers, subscribers, subscribers. Uh, when I came here, I being one of them. Um, so that's fun. It's a nice humbling number. We're building it from the ground up. Wait, you can be part of a movement here. You're going to get man in the box segments. There, exclusive man in the box content there and all everything BLB. Um, start a little bit late here. We're, we're going to try to do this every Monday and Wednesday live on the YouTube page. 1130 seems like a good time. Pacific 230 Eastern. Um, the, the, the link is in the chat. The new YouTube link is in the chat, by the way, sports game podcast network. Um, seems a good time. Cause then I have the XFL show right afterwards and one, uh, we ran a little late cause of the rain and I'm going to go ahead and blame the rain. It's been raining in LA and it's in abs- devastation out here. People in LA cannot handle the rain. And, there, and there's a reason why one, cause we're soft, horrible people, but it's been raining a lot here, which is very unusual and seems like never ending. And the reason why it's so devastating to LA people when it rains is because good weather is all we have here. The only thing we have going for ourselves. It's a terrible place to live. Everything you hear about LA being bad is correct. Traffic, the people, the fucking, how expensive it is. Everything is awful. Food's not even good. For a big city, the food here is terrible. It's always like, I mean, there's good food spots, obviously, but you got, you really got to find it. You can't just stumble upon, you know, um, just hit a button there, (laughs) but that's not the point. But the one thing we do have going for us is weather. We have great weather all the time. So when it's not like that, we're like, what, what are we even doing here? What's, why is my soul being sucked out? If I can't even golf nine holes this morning, this is crazy. So the rain did slow us down a bit. Um, but we're here. We're doing a live show. We're doing great. So YouTube comment. YouTube link is in the comments. I should tweet it out, too. I think I tweeted it out. A lot of the first 10 minutes of, of all my shows are like, are people hearing this? 
Do, 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 do. I'll, uh, whoops. Okay. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and retweet. It's better off retweeting from the network than from mine. Um, all right, let's get the clock running. Anyway, like I said, thank you, and make sure to subscribe. I should be doing all this at the end. I should give you content first, then the plugs at the end. That's usually how that works. Although, I've been told differently. I've been also told plug up top, then you get into the show, because this is when people are paying attention as well. But I feel, why would I want to, you know, subscribe to, to this? If you just tell me to subscribe, is that what your content is? It's tough. We'll have to settle that to the... We'll have to do a study on that, on podcasts and subscribing. Sounds, uh, sounds interesting. Um, like I said, the bomb reek, the uh, NITs, we went one and one. Uh, new YouTube pages. The World Baseball Classic. I'll get into that a little bit before the uh, before we get into all the Sweet 16 plays. Eight games, Thursday and Friday. Um, it was Everyone loved the World Baseball Classic. It was great. Japan won last night. They beat America. America, maybe USA, um, in America. It was weird how USA was the road team, but it was in Miami. But but we're also like we do that like you know just to humor other other countries. Sure, we'll let you have the final at bat. You'll be the home team, but yet you're coming here. We're not we're not doing the championship anywhere else. We know it's called the World Baseball Classic, but we're funding it. It's like the one. <laughs> Like the one family member is like, hey, we're gonna have a, we're gonna think about having a family reunion, but uh, can you pay for it? Like the one, <laughs> one family members have to fund everything. Yeah, sure, it's a family reunion, but I'm buying, I'm buying, I'm catering this thing, right? Yeah, okay, great, sounds fun. So yeah, come on over, Japan. You'll be, you'll get last at bats, and they did. Shohei versus Trout. That was the big, big. Uh, that's how it ended. Full count, two out. Shohei on the mound, throwing 102 and strikes out Trout and three. Not three pitches is a full count, but he swung and missed three times, which he's only done like six times or something, or six percent of his at strike. I don't know. Some crazy stat about Mike Trout being good. <laughs> they really rubbed it in. Like I think Arod said, finally they're gonna play the Angels are these players are gonna have a championship or they're gonna play in a game that means something. They loved rubbing it in. How Trout that's why Shohei and Trout were the best in the class because they were the uh, the king of meaningless baseball games. But it wasn't meaningless. It was basically an exhibition to show uh, how lame American baseball fans are. Every other country, there's fireworks going on. There's salsa dancing. But it's a goddamn festival. Ooh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> bloop singles and they're fucking, they got pinata and they're fucking dancing. There's women stripping and like, Jesus. How much fun are these people having in life? Like, I don't even feel about, I mean, about baseball. I'm like, they're, they're just having fun in life. I haven't had that much fun combined ever. It's called all the happiest moments of my life combined. It was nothing compared to a ground rule double in a Venezuela-Columbia game. It is an absolute fucking party riot there. They love talking about the ratings of this thing, too. Yeah, 70 million or 60 million in Japan, about 100,000 here in America. 60 million Japanese viewers, Jesus. But they don't have any choice either at the same time over there. They're, they're forced to watch things. They're built, they're on top of each other. There's no land in Japan. They just have towers going straight through the sky. Who knows how they do their rating system too? I don't, I don't trust any rating system. But I believe they're into it. I love it. Good for them. <laughs> they just have poles that go straight up to the sky. They build. That's why Japanese people love golf over here. They can't believe how much land we waste with golf courses. Like what? What is this? Ah, it's something we come out and play. You know, kill some time on the weekends. We like to walk. Yeah, you know, play eighteen, do a card here. Oh, it's great. Yeah, we would. We would house nine million people in your fucking your back nine here. We would have a capital on top of a capital. What are you doing with this land? There's nowhere to play out there in Japan. That's why they have to watch, they have to watch this game. That's why if you're an athlete, you get taken away. You get taken to some camp. They, say they produce a factory. In school, I used to have a joke about the, the Jap pole. 
No recess. They just have a pole that goes straight to the sky. They call it the jet pole. And everyone clings to it, you know, for 15 minutes for recess. And they learn English because there's a pop quiz coming. Uh, very offensive calling it the jet pole, especially if you're Polish. Anyway, I am CJ Sullivan. This is the bottom line bombs. Um, all right, let me do a quick ad read. We'll come back. I want to recap some more of the baseball world baseball classic because it was great. It was amazing. Congratulations, Japan. That was awesome. I actually uh, gave them out on the other bottom line bombs. They were like a plus 350, I think, to win it all. They had an easy route. Um, but just some more fun stuff like that. And we'll get into the Sweet 16s. So a lot of stuff to come. This is going to be exciting. Here we are. Hard to show. Too hard, too soft, too now. All right. Win bet. I have to tell you have to tell you about WinBets, the official online sports book of the Sports Gaming Podcast Network. It's now active in Massachusetts and tons of other states. So be on the lookout for WinBet. Each hour Thursday from 5 to 6 Eastern time, win our marquee games of the week of better odds and WinBet, giving you large pair opportunities. And March Madness is here, obviously, so many ways to bet on the big dance time today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, limited state availability, and, of course, for our DGENs only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, and I'm going to give you a little hint, you do know someone. That someone is you. You're subscribed to the Sports Gaming Podcast Network. You have a gambling problem. But it's fine. Call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, no, no, you need to fix all problems, right? So we have problems. I got 99 problems and a teaser ain't one. <laughs> uh, the SGP guys are also going to be hosting a Final Four watch party at the historic Ice House in Pasadena, California, this Saturday, April 1st, 7.30. Get all the details at sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash Ice House. It's a good comedy club, Pasadena. It'll be fun, a fun event. SGP Masters, looking to hang out with Sean and Ryan at the stadium swim and watch the biggest golf tournament in the world? Of course you are. You can win a three-night stay at Circa, hang out with the guys. Contest completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash golf party. And if you don't win the contest, you still get a discount in the room using the promo code SGP15. That's good. You should get involved in that. Hang out with Sean and Ryan at Circa Stadium. You might see Derek Stevens. He's good friends with them. He just gave, he just gave Sean Green a line of credit for crying out loud. He can... Chase your money and uh, get more bankrupt. What's better than that? Woo! Anyway, all right. Welcome back to the bottom line bombs. A lot of a lot of events going on here. Uh, what was I talking about? The World Baseball Classic. Yeah, I'm gonna get into that real quick before we finish. Before I dive into the Sweet 16, because there was some, there's fun complaints about the World World Baseball Classic, which I don't I don't I love when people people just love complaining about. It. And I get there were injuries. Bad injuries. Owen Diaz for the Mets, Altuve for the Astros, and you, of course you don't like to see injuries. So people are saying, don't play, they're in meaningless games, and that's what hurts the MLB owners don't want their players. I mean, I get it. You don't want your players being hurt. So there's two arguments to it. There's one argument before it is like, listen, you can get hurt, you know, crossing the street, walking your dog, boo-boo-boo-boo. And uh, so why not play baseball? Normally, that would be a dumb argument. I hate when people make that argument uh, for other sports. But for baseball, it's actually correct. Because baseball players, usually, like I say, it's a dumb argument because you're like, oh, well, if he's, because you know, Bel- Belichick said that, you know, like during a meaningless football game. I remember one year Wes Welker got hurt on week 17 when it was meaningless for them and they were going to the playoffs. And he's like, well, you can get hurt, you know, crossing the street, just doing whatever. There's a game we're going to play. Yeah, technically that's true, Belichick. But he's much more likely to get hurt playing football than crossing the street. An NFL game, you're most likely to get hurt a football injury playing football than you are walking your dog. You say, it's it's his... <laughs> I mean, you can say, well, go in a war. Why don't you send him to war then if you're at it? Ah, you can get hurt. Get hurt uh, taking a shower. Might as well be playing battle. Yeah, okay. But you're probably more likely to get hurt in a war, I think, than taking a shower. So that's why that's a dumb argument. But except 
with baseball, it's actually correct. Because if you ever see how baseball players get injured, that's how they get injured. Like picking up their kid and riding a dirt bike and playing Nintendo Switch and shit like that. They always have the worst injuries because they're so specialized. There's That's why baseball is the most relatable sport to the common man athlete-wise. No, we're not as athletic as them, obviously. But we're kind of relatable. Where they're not tall, they're not huge like Jack. They're just normal, semi-normal-looking guys in quotes because they're still not normal. They're still better athletes than us. They're coordination, highly skilled. But they get injured, like, slipping in the shower and fucking, like, you know, God, burn my hand on a frying pan. Like, what? You hear these baseball injuries. Like, what is going on? What the hell are you guys doing? Pitchers especially. Pitchers are so funny how specialized they are. They don't do anything but pitch. That's like that's what I used to love about John Lester. He was famous for that. He couldn't throw over to first. He wouldn't field a bunt. He wouldn't do a damn thing but throw the ball 60 feet, six inches. And I'll get paid $150 million to do it. You say they're like those uh, F1 drivers where they have to literally just be put in through the window. <laughs> like a team has to shove this driver through the window, put the wheel in front of them. All right, go. Then pick him out. We don't even want you walking to the car. So that's how these baseball players get hurt. So, and that's the case, might as well do the world. They're probably less likely to get hurt playing baseball, baseball players they are than walking around in life, in society, <laughs> because they're so specialized in what this weird skill is of playing baseball. It's just, it's just it's an odd game that's, you know, not constantly moving, not timed. Well, now it's timed, but they might change that too. Anyway. Another fun thing with the World Baseball Classic was just the, the teams in the countries. First of all, anytime, anytime you get w w the world involved, countries against countries, it's fun. Like, World Cup is fun, obviously, once every four years. That's what they're trying to get it to be like the World Cup. And, it's, you know, they're trying to globalize the sport, which is great. You get, you, you get the root. You get the root and be xenophobic and not sound xenophobic, especially if you have money on the game. Like a World Cup, you're like, come on, you dumb Polacks. Like what? No, I'm talking about the Pollocks. They didn't they didn't pass the ball there. Or Mexico. Mexico was a fun team this year. Yeah, they, they had a great game versus Japan before they got the champ to the championship. There was like a back and forth. Probably the game of the tournament, really. The semifinal game, Mexico and Japan. But you can yell if you have <laughs> yo, I bet on Mexico. Come on, Mexico, build that wall. What? No, the wall, you know, you know, the penalty shot, the wall, you gotta you gotta protect the wall. The Randy is a Rosarama. Protect that. Build the wall, Rosarama. I don't think you're talking about baseball at all. Well, I'm not. Yeah, the eligibility is fun because like, that, that's what always happens with these things. Like you, the, People find out where their great-grandmother was born or something, and they want to be all of a sudden citizens of that country so they can make their team, which I'm fine with. People are complaining, why aren't you American? You make your money in America. Whatever. Because we want to fill the rosters. That's why we don't want America just to dominate these teams. It'd be fun. Randy wrote, <laughs> if you didn't see him, he's the, he's the hot shot uh, outfield for Tampa Bay. He's awesome. He robbed the home run of the wall. Speaking of which, that Japan game and had a hilarious stare down. We're already making memes of him. He was born in Cuba, but he's playing for team Mexico. People are upset about that. Why is he playing for Cuba? I don't know. Maybe because he left there on a fucking raft when he was 16 years old. He doesn't want to represent that country, maybe. <laughs> or 19, whatever he left. He left on a raft at 19, I'm sorry. But, uh, and he went to Mexico. He went from Cuba to Mexico on a raft. Maybe he likes the team that welcomed him more than uh, the country, you know, welcomed him that, uh, Murdered his family and he had to leave on the fucking chop shores and avoid sharks to get the hell out of there. So I'd have no problem with Randy playing for Mexico. <laughs> he he literally just asked to become a citizen. They're like, all right, sure, we'll sign you up. He played for a couple independent leagues there before he went to Tampa Bay. Or I think he went to the Cardinals and the Tampa Bay. Um, but whatever, before he went to American for baseball. 
But he, he wrote a letter like, to the press. It's like, yeah, come on. I, I came in a raft. I played single A there. I, I got a daughter there, I think. He's like, she's somewhere in Mexico. I'm sure I got a couple daughters around out there. And so he became a citizen. So there's fun ones like that. Other fun ones was, who was that guy? Uh, it was a pitcher for Israel. That's why I like the like the sound like that. Like Israel's got a baseball team. Sure. This guy's this 40, 40 year old, 44 year old Shlomo Lipiets. And his day job was he worked for city, city winery as like a venue coordinator. And he was out there as a relief pitcher. Hey, do you know your grandmother is Jewish? No. What's that mean? I mean, you can fucking pitch in the world baseball classic. Congrats, buddy. You're on team Israel. All right. Sounds good. So anyway, I, more of that. Who cares? People are complaining about it. What do you care that this guy's pitching for Israel? It's fun. Striking people out. Now, people were actually upset about him not. First of all, not representing Cuba or America. Well, how about America then? First of all, I think America has a law that from for, for Cuban refugees only that you, you, need a, you need a little waiting period of another country. Then, then we'll take you in. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's allowed. Cuba's even allowed to see him play baseball. What? What? what, what he can't be on TV and saying, "Hey, is that guy? Was that guy uh, over here? When he left? He left on a a shanty raft." Anyway, that's what happened. Ah, J Mark in the chat, the man in the box. That is correct. That's welcome, J Mark, to the uh, chat room. J Mark, of course, is our XFL stack guy. I do a show, an XFL show with him and the great Colby D after this. So t- stay tuned to that at one o'clock West Coast time. Three o'clock Iowa time. He's calling from Iowa, the whiskey lunch man himself. He's probably getting himself whiskeyed up. Get yourself whiskeyed up. So that's uh, <laughs> baseball classic talk. Let me do some ad and one more ad read and then we'll get right into uh, my sweet 16 bombs. That sounds exciting, right? We're about coming up on the other end of the break. But first, let me tell you about underdog fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. It's heating up for March Madness. College Pick'em is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted after day one. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props. Head over to UnderdogFantasy.com. Use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus and $100. That's UnderdogFantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. That it? And, the end, and, of course, I need to thank you for watching live on YouTube. Make sure to smoosh that subscribe button. And like this video on YouTube. I need you to subscribe and like. There's nothing more thirsty than asking people to subscribe to YouTube. But you have to do it. It's the way this fucking world works. All these damn teen, these Gen Z influencers made us do it. Because no one knows how to figure out these numbers. And apparently this this means power. All right. That was World Baseball Classic Talk. And we are back now. Let's get man in the box. Well, not man in the box. Man in the box is the end of the segment. I will have a man in the box segment at the end of the show. But now let's get into the uh, Sweet 16 Bombs. We have uh, four Thursday, four Friday. <coughs> I'll start with the uh, two in Madison Square Garden Thursday. Uh, the first uh, game, neat, which is New York. It should always be in Madison Square Garden. Although they love talking about Madison Square Garden, how it's the most famous arena. It's just only famous because New York's loud about it. Good Lord. It's a, and it's a kind of a dump if you've ever been there. I mean, it's cool. It's cool, but it's just cool because New York is so obnoxious about everything New York. It's the most famous arena. Yeah, because you won't shut up, New York. Rick Pitino, who just got hired, hilarious, by the way, uh, at St. John, says he wants every game played at the Garden. Got to play every game at the Garden for the brand of basketball I'm going to be bringing. We want. uh... (laughs) Patino is hilarious. His press conference, by the way, talking about how how he was exonerated. He was not exonerated. And how he was. They put my career on pause for five years. First of all, it was two and a half years. And I like you openly calling Iona like fucking purgatory. (laughs) The school you use. You were over like in Greece or something for two years. Also, uh, besides this, the scandals you've done, Patino, as far as, you know, at Louisville with the assistant coaches, being, being sent over a pimp house and shit. Don't forget what you did himself. Rick Patino. I mean, God bless him. I love Patino. 
But he's so old school. He uh he had a he had a mistress, he had sex with her on the floor of an Italian restaurant. His Italian restaurant, sure, it was his, his, his go-to spot. And then uh, I think she got pregnant. And so he, then he made his like assistant coach marry her to shut her up. That's old school. That's that's loyalty. That's coaching loyalty. Anyway, he's back, St. John's. Bringing the beast back. At Madison Square Garden, the most famous arena of all. First game, Michigan State, Kansas State. Michigan State's minus two over under is 137 and a half. Uh, I love this game. I love this game. I, I want to watch this game for sure. Um, Sparty in the Sweet 16. Everyone's liking Sparty. I don't like the minus, minus two is a, uh, I mean, I get it. The Big Ten is just hilarious. They were terrible this year again in the tournament. Absolutely awful. Every single one of them stunk, except for Sparty. They're, every year it happens, it seems like. Like, oh, the Big Ten's going to be good this year. We got eight teams. We got nine teams. But the Izzo's the only one who gets it. Like, yeah, the tournament's the only thing that matters. They were terrible during the season. But who cares? I love Izzo. He's unleashing players they've never even they've never even heard of that they played all year. This guy Cooper, they got these Slovenians and shit. They're like just shipping them over. Is it where are you getting these guys? Where were they all year? Ah, we kept them in the docks. We just sent them to we sent them to Greensboro. Now we sent them to New York. And they just play fucking prison ball. They can't do anything. It's amazing if you analyze and go into the statistics of Michigan State. They can't do anything. They can't like. Dribble, they can't shoot, they can't pass, they just they just beat people. They just forcing prison rules. They just we're just gonna beat you somehow. We don't know how. We're just gonna do it. But I don't know if it's gonna work for Kansas State. I like Kansas. Kansas State's a hot team. First of all, they're in a great conference, Kansas State. They have been up and down. They're a mid-range Kansas State team. I like their coach, Jerome Tomey or whatever his name is. He uh He's hasn't he wasn't a coach until he was 55 years old, which I like that. They showed up, there's a video of them in the locker room. They're just jam, they're vibing out, as they say. They got rap music and he's rapping to it. They're all rapping. This is like a day beforehand. This is the opposite of a Tom Izzo locker room. But the star of this uh, game will definitely be uh Marquise Knoll. He's the point guard for Kansas State. He's uh he's tiny, he's five six. He's from Harlem. Well, he's five six, but he's short. Five eleven, maybe. Uh, but he's short out there. He's from Harlem. His Twitter handle is Mr. New York. And uh, he's, he's, he's great. He's, he was doing just ridiculous behind him. Har- he was doing Harlem plays out there. He was bringing Rucker Park when they beat Kentucky. And uh, they were fun. This, and, coach, the co- <laughs> and that's what you kind of need to do to Michigan State. They have no, actually, they're the opposite. We're Remerson State's together, whatever they're doing, coaching. Izzo, Izzo's famous for saying, you win the first, I'll win you the second. You know, we're going to out-scheme them and shit. Jerome Tomey's just like, we got more dudes than they got. Fuck it. Throw the ball up. I love Marquis Snow, too, and his Twitter handle, Mr. New York. It's all about religion. He talks about, you know, Bible things and shit like that. And then he'll then he'll, <laughs> then he'll retweet someone, caption this, and he puts something like, y'all can't fuck with me. Oh, all right. There's the Bible. But you can't fuck with them. I love Marquis Snow. I'm liking K-State. Uh, I think people are just taking Michigan State just because of history with um, Tom Izzo, and I get it. I mean, it, it looks very familiar. We've seen this movie before. Izzo's just going to make it happen. They could, and they could run. It is wide open. They could run it, but I don't think they are. Um, they beat, they beat a Marquette team that, uh, I don't even know how they did it, but they did it. They beat Marquette team who was an, uh, they were a weird two seed. There were a two seed that no one ever believed in. Even when they were winning, they kept winning. They won the biggies, whatever. We just didn't believe in them. And um, then Sparty did their thing. It's a different thing when you go for one weekend to now you take a week off and then the next weekend. This will be a this will be a rock fight. I kind of like the under in this one thirty seven and a half. But uh, we're gonna give out the first bomb. We're gonna give out uh, the new vibes. A Jerome Tony fifty five and Mister New York himself in Harlem. I run New York. Remember that awful song by Fifty Cent. Um, so in the garden, Kansas State plus two. I like that one. I should write these down. K 
Cave State plus two. Uh, that's this is the most famous most famous garden. God damn it. I do like the NIT Final Four MSG. I like that. Give the give the kids a trip to New York because that's because then I feel like you're giving the family a trip to New York. You know when Utah Valley comes over to, <laughs> to oh, we get to see Times Square and all that shit. That's fun. But for this and then and they God damn it they talk about so it's the next game is Florida Atlantic and Tennessee. Tennessee's minus five and a half line is one thirty and a half. That's pretty. That's a low total for a reason. Um. But the reason why they people have been favoring Tennessee, well, Tennessee, of course, just had a great victory versus Duke, um, where they they have, they do have a great defense. They lock down defense. But this is a team everyone's trying to fade before they, they can't. We can't believe they beat Duke, so now they're automatically on their back. So I don't understand why we're why we're doing that. I don't think these problems are going to go away for Tennessee. But Tennessee played at the Garden earlier in the year, so I read that they're like, oh well, they're not going to be overwhelmed by the lights. Of New York City, Jesus Christ! With the hype of New York, the New York lights shine brighter. And they're going to be just fine. <laughs> they are not any brighter than the lights in Kansas City or wherever the other games are being played at. The lights in Vegas. The lights are the same. Yeah, yeah. If you live there and you if you're the Yankees or the, the Knicks, that's different because you have the media nonstop. But if you're just going there, it'd be cool. Yeah, cool. You take the subway in and blah blah blah, and then you get the hell out of there. So Florida Atlantic getting five and a half versus Tennessee. I have to take Florida Atlantic out of just principle. Florida Atlantic, a thirty-one and three team. Um. They had a tough opening matchup versus Memphis. They probably shouldn't have won that. That was a, kind of a criminal how Memphis didn't get that timeout credited to them. But whatever, it happened. They were still good enough to win the game because they were there at the end. Either way, it was a coin flip either way. And then they got Fairleigh Dickinson, and, which they needed a good performance to get that. People are people are pissed about the, <laughs> that dude trying to do a, a windmill dunk at the end of the game versus Fairleigh Dickinson. <laughs> It was funny because Fairleigh Dickinson let him do like, yeah, hey, whatever, run out the clock. Oh, you're not going to run. You're going to do this. Like, no, this is what we do. And then the coach was mad. Fuck you, Fairleigh Dickinson. You can't, you can't be upset about that. You're Fairleigh Dickinson. Okay. We liked you for a bit, but now it's time for you to go. Get out, get the hell out of our tournament. You were fun beating Purdue and fun for a little bit. We thought you had a chance, but now that you lost, you can't complain about windmill dunks at the end. Cause you don't matter. You're fairly Dickinson. You're lucky we allowed you this. So Florida Atlantic, Florida Atlantic's a bizarre team. That, that, that whole region down there of Florida International, Florida Gulf Coast, Florida Atlantic. There's just weird schools down there. I don't know what goes on down there, where they get these people from. But they fly them in from around the world. They're all international. And like, I don't know what the, the porting laws are and the immigrate. I mean, they just ship these people in. They got the seven foot of Vladislav Golden. What? How's he how's he getting down there, Florida Atlanta? What is they're not getting in they're not scouring the neighborhood is what I'm trying to say. But I don't know what these programs are. They feel like they're simulated. Like they're, they're not there's no way there's actual school down there. I mean this has to be just some kind of basketball program. It's like those uh Remember that high school football team that wasn't a school at all and fooled ESPN, but they, 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 were, they were like a power rank team and then they lost like 75 to three or something. And like, oh boy, we, uh, we might've been duped here. It's like getting a Baba Booey call of, uh, <laughs> of schools, but that's what's going on in Florida Atlantic. I don't think Florida Atlantic is an actual school, but they're a team. You know, it's just like, it's kind of like those, like, um, Ghost kitchen places like, oh, these are amazing restaurant, amazing food, but it's not a real restaurant. It doesn't exist. It's in a warehouse somewhere where they have the chefs, whatever, making it there. And it's all delivery. No brick and mortar. That's Florida Atlantic, but for basketball players, <laughs> and they just ship them in from all over the world. They create this team and they're 31 and three. So with that being said, we're going to take Florida Atlantic in the garden. The lights will not be too bright. Plus five and a half versus Tennessee is a steal. I'm going to take him on the money line. I think it's 180 or something like that. Uh, that's our second bomb. Florida Atlantic plus five and a half. Bomb it. 
Those are two big, two great ones. I love both of those. Two money lines you can do too. K State and Florida Atlantic for the New York games. I like fading Michigan State and Tennessee there. All right, let's move on to the other two Thursday games here in the bottom line bombs. Um, do we do both our breaks right? Yeah, we're in, we're 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 over with the breaks. I do need to get through these games and then get to the man in the box, and then we have the XFL show coming up. Once again, thank you for joining me on this journey. As I venture into basketball, I'm going to be giving out bombs for all kinds of wherever the daily events are. I'll try to look ahead so you guys can get them in on time. And whatever the news stories are, like the World Baseball Classic. And give, a, give a take that only CJ can give you. Only the man in the box can bring. <laughs> I love when shows promote themselves. Uh, only only the twisted mind of Colin Coward are going to come up with. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. All right, let's get into Arkansas-UConn. This, now, these two games are going to be in Vegas. They have two games in the Garden and two games in Vegas. That's fun. It's amazing how quickly they've turned with games in Las Vegas. I mean, it, it used to be such a pariah. You can't have games in Vegas. You can't have the and lines in Vegas. Now they're hosting fucking college basketball tournaments there. Yeah, well, there's money to be made. Good, good, good morals, NCAA. Anyway. Uh, Arkansas, UConn, Uglon's three and a half, 139 and a half. These are two two co two coaches that uh can be annoying and like. Arkansas, Eric Musselman, they just uh upset Kansas a little bit. Shirt. I'm not gonna say they celebrated a bit, but I mean he's got his shirt off. He just wanted to flex his body with old old dad bot, but he doesn't have a dad body, he's ripped. Uh up on the scores table, the shirt off. What are you doing for the round of 32? I guess you beat Kansas. UConn, um, they got Danny Hurley. He's a jerk. All the Hurleys are jerks. I know that from Jersey, from the St. Peter's or whatever, Patrick. They're from that powerhouse in North Jersey. Bob Hurley Sr. and Bob Hurley Jr. and Danny Hurley and the Seton Hall Pipeline and Danny Hurley went to Seton Hall. Bobby Hurley went to Duke. And there's, they're all Hurley assholes. Coach son assholes. They're all just fucking assholes. Our school, you just played them in a state title. South Jersey champs versus North Jersey champs. And uh, they beat us pretty bad. <laughs> Danny Hurley was there. And uh, we were giving them, you're no Bobby chance. And uh, it didn't affect him at all. He's still... Scored a lot and passed a lot, and he gave the ball to Jerry Walker and uh, Roderick Rhodes, who was uh, on the cover of New York Times saying he's going to be the next Michael Jordan. He was not, but he was very good. Went to the Rockets. Drafted seventh overall. Point is, Hurley's got – Hurley, usually I – like, I like to fade Hurley, but he's going against Musselman with a shirt off. You, UConn – UConn is the real man – is the real – is the modern Michigan State. Not because of Izzo or Hurley, because he's Izzo, but they, they play. They they're talented, like the two thousand Michigan State teams. But they also play that prison ball. You don't. They 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 punish you. They hurt you. They you know shoot from threes. They shoot down low. And they're you could they're pretty locked in. They um, beat Iona and Patino. It's sleaze back, and then they beat um, St. Mary's. St. Mary's just they looked they looked terrified. They looked absolutely terrified of UConn there in the second half. I never got I never got St. Mary's. First of all, just St. Mary's be rivals to Gonzaga. That's it. And your Pepperdines, that's it. But don't 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 do a national stand thing. Stop stop getting in our brackets. Just you can mess with Gonzaga. That's about it. Um but in Vegas, Arkansas Arkansas is hilarious because they were a top 10 team preseason. They got a lot of NBA talent. And then they were bad because they realized, well, maybe we should uh, play to players that actually <laughs> want to win and want to work and care about the college basketball level. Because these guys, the NBA players, they don't care. They want to wait for the NBA as well as they should. They shouldn't get hurt for nothing. But some of them came in, they usually... They hit free throws last game, which they never do. Arkansas has been up and down, and because they weren't even that hot, I mean, they were. They played. They battled back. Kansas kind of blew that game. K 
can't just suspect. Anyway, what I'm getting at is uh, Danny Hurley's a jerk. <laughs> and he'll be in Las Vegas and he'll lock it. I, I see, I see Danny Hurley going to bed on time in Vegas and Musselman with a shirt off getting caught at the Palazzo with some of those high class, uh, who is, that's what I was told when we went to the Palazzo last week. Like, oh, there's a lot known for the high class escorts. They won't even talk to you. They won't talk to me. My kind of woman. <laughs> anyway, that's an old bit. Um, so yeah, I think Musselman and Arkansas and these NBA players are not are not going to behave themselves in Las Vegas. They do not care about winning this game. I mean, they'll play. Obviously, it'll be a fun show, but they they're going to enjoy Vegas. Danny Hurley will not, and he'll make sure his team is well. So UConn minus three and a half. We're going to go with our first favorite of the day of uh, for yeah on Thursday Sweet Sixteen. So we're going to bomb UConn minus three and a half. I like. It. What are we looking at time-wise here? I gotta hurry up. All right, let me let me speed through a couple of these. Then we got ooh, probably the game of the day. Well, Thursdays just got good games. Fridays games aren't as good. Thursdays game, the last game in Vegas, Gonzaga UCLA. UCLA is minus two. Totals one forty-six. Um, great game. Everyone wants to see this game. They they played in classics. They played in the one final four where Suggs hit the uh, buzzer beater to win the Adam Morrison crying game. These two make fun tournament games, and they're and they're two great teams. UCLA is great. They've had a lot of injuries though, which eventually should catch up to them. But who knows? They're also on a mission. They're just they might they might be one of these teams that just doesn't give a fuck who gets hurt. They're gum, they're here to win a title, and they're they got veterans of Tiga and just my God, I got fun names too. Gonzaga had a bad season in their standards. They're still a pretty good season, but now they're really peaking again. They're, they, they, maybe they've Pace themselves. They learn to pace themselves. Like, listen, every year they go like 27 and 2, then they lose in the tournament. People are like, see, you can't th-. see. They're in a sweet 16 every year, they're in the finals, they're in championships. They do all kinds of shit. They got a veteran in Drew Timmy. That's the Gonzaga show, Drew, the Drew Timmy show. He, I mean, how long has Drew Timmy been at Gonzaga? And I don't even know if he's been there for seven years or a variation of him has been there for the last 20 years. He's like Drew Timmy. He's got the mustache and the headband, the white guy. Gonzaga is just a crazy program to begin with where they just get all these white guys up there who aren't recruited anywhere else because they're white and they, you know, they run a program that way and it works because there's like, you know, it's just something in the market there. The new saber metrics of basketball is like finding overlooked whites. And <laughs> Mark Few, Mark Few's doing, Mark Few's doing something up there in Spokane. But so Drew Timmy, the headband. I mean, there's a he's like the hotel owner of the Overlook Hotel in The Shining. Like, there's been a version of him every 15, 20 years, and they've all murdered her family. I don't know where that comparison was going, but the point is, you see Drew Timmy's doing interviews. He might, I thought he was a professor. If I'm, is, he a, is he a TA at Gonzaga? What's going on? He looks like he's 38 years old. And he's living in the 70s. So he's fun to root for. <laughs> he will be in Vegas <laughs> versus UCLA. This is a tough game to... Uh, um, this is a tough game to handicap. This is not one of my favorite bombs for sure. Um I'll give it out just because it's a great game. I'm going to go with Gonzaga plus two just because of Drew Timmy. Um, I, I mean, obviously, I would not be surprised if UCLA wins this game. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be the f- should be the funnest one to watch. But I think Gonzaga's figured out we got to win in a tournament time and peak towards the end and push all them on towards the end. UCLA also the mission. Um, it's just really the injuries got to catch up to them eventually. You know, this is not the this is going to be obviously the toughest opponent. This is a tough rip. The whole region there is tough. But we're going to go with Gonzaga. Drew Timmy in his 1970s. I mean, he looks like he's... He doesn't smoke now, but he was definitely around when smoking was okay. You know what I mean? Like in bars and shit. Like he, he remembers those laws when you can still smoke in restaurants. That's how old he looks. So I'll go with him for that. Drew Timmy, Gonzaga, plus two. 
All right, that's four bombs for Thursday. Just to recap that, that's Kansas State plus two, Florida Atlantic plus five and a half, UConn minus three and a half, and Gonzaga plus two. Those are my Thursday bombs for the Sweet 16. Now we're going to do the Friday games, as we'll do them as fast as we can. Not as fast as we can. We'll force it, and then maybe a quick man in a box, and we'll get out of here. Hopefully in under an hour. I'm supposed to do 45-minute shows because I'm doing a daily Monday and Wednesday, if you don't know. Subscribe, please. To the new Bottom Line Bombs, it'll have its own feed finally on the Sports Game Podcast Network and to YouTube. Make sure you follow and subscribe to YouTube and like it and all that shit. Because that's what we need to do to survive in this dumb world. Anyway, uh, let's go to Friday games. This one's these are the two at the KFC Yummy Center in Louisville. <clears throat> these games aren't so good. First game, San Diego State, Alabama. Alabama's seven-point favorite, 137 is a total. Alabama, the number one team in the country, who is definitely going to the finals of this tournament. No doubt about it. It's I, I saw it immediately as soon as it happened. Oh, here's the storyline. This team is the villain. They're murderers. They got away with the murder. They cleaned up mur- whatever. Brandon Miller playing the whole thing to coach. Wrong play. How about Nick Saban? Yes, this is what I, this is what I also hate about the fucking thing. Because you have Alabama fans, they're 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 leaning in to them being the enemy. Like it's us versus the world. Now it's you versus the state of Alabama. Actually, you versus <laughs> and also the victim that you killed, Janae Harris. It's you versus her, it's you versus her family as well. But yeah, their fans like Alabama killing it and all the the SEC and like like these people are so fucking insincere. If this kid went to ten, Brandon Miller went to Tennessee. Alabama fans would not be happy in saying, you guys are killing it and joking around about this murder. It's just that's how sick they are down in Alabama. So sick that Nick Saban did a press conference yesterday to flip the legendary God football coach for Alabama. Taking shots at Oates, the basketball coach, because the basketball coach is an idiot for saying wrong place, wrong time. I've been over that before. I don't have to get into it more. It was not the wrong place, wrong time. It was actually the right place and right place time to uh, do that crime. Alabama, the only state where that's legal. The victim was in the wrong place, wrong time. But anyway, Nick Saban goes off in his press conference, how he's suspending some player and like, we suspended him. There's no such thing as wrong place, wrong time. You gotta be, you gotta be, uh, you know, responsible for who you hang out with. Basically doing this veiled fucking thing, attacking the Alabama basketball team. Why? Because he's upset. The Alabama basketball team is getting, accolades over them. He wants Alabama football team to rule, which they do. Alabama football rules down there. But God forbid Alabama basketball gets some support and he hates that. You think Nick Saban actually believes that shit about wrong place, wrong time? He would say the same stuff for any of his... Oh, I'm getting angry about this. This is getting man in the boxers. But it, it's the insincerity is what I'm getting upset about. And I like how he just throws out one of his players as an example, because he could probably suspend 50 of his players a week. <laughs> he has 200 on his roster, and then he cuts them and throws them out to the streets when he doesn't want to pull their scholarship because they didn't make the team because he runs a professional organization. Yep, yeah, we run a tight ship here. Yeah, I'm sure, Nick Saban. What a, what a clean program you're running down there. That's what upset me about that. And he's taking shots. He's taking shots on his own guy because he's mad about their getting attention for winning. Fucking Nick Saban. Unbelievable. That being said, the Alabama basketball team are <laughs> they're the easiest, the villain of this tournament. Terrible to root for. So I will never, I can't, I can't do it. I can't. I'm, I like say, I'll take the seven. I think Alabama's going to win. Hopefully, San Diego State can muck this game up. I like this under 137, actually. San Diego State plays defense. They have no offense. They're good. They're the only team in that Mount West Conference that's done anything. So we'll take San Diego State plus seven because we have morals. That's what I like to say. <laughs> actually, I might even go to the whiteboard for this. If we're going on YouTube. Oh, yeah. San Diego State plus seven. No murderers. There it is. Let me, let me lock in. There you go. No murderer. San Diego State plus seven because we have morals. Yes. We might drink all day, do drugs. I don't drink anymore, but I will snort some Adderall and I'll yell at these teenagers with I have money on to hit a free throw, but I will not bet on Alabama because I have morals. I'm the man in the box. 
And you got to stand for something or you'll kneel for anything. Like the national anthem. I don't know what that means. All right. Then you erase that. You get that out of here. All right. Let's do all Friday Plex. So there it is. Oh, I should have got to detonate that too. Aztecs plus seven. Uh, next game, Princeton Creighton. This is a terrible game. Minus 10. Princeton's been in, Princeton's was the other underdog. Fairly Dickinson they talked about. Princeton, um, they beat Arizona, my champion. Good for them. They've been playing good. They weren't even the best in the end. That was weird by Fairleigh Dickinson. They were not even a, their third best in their awful conference. Princeton wasn't even better. They got blown up by Yale. Then they had like a home game for the conference championship. Now they're doing good. I think it ends with Creighton. You can't get a line in Jersey, but you know what's funny about that is uh, we were saying there's to- there's conference tournament games in Vegas. These are in um, Louisville, I think. And it could do spreads. When when they started out, like a final we'll let you have point spreads there, but they but you couldn't bet they wouldn't put lines on for Vegas teams like UNLV and shit like that. But you can bet on anything else, which made no sense. You're like, well, wait a minute, is this on the up and up or not? Well, then why isn't it on the up and up for Vegas? Well, I mean, they're Vegas teams. You know how this thing will work. So that still applies. They didn't eventually change it when they do have lines, but that still applies now in Jersey. So there was no lines for Fairleigh Dickinson or Princeton for these games. So if you're in Jersey sports books, they act like they just don't exist. And I like the underlying reasoning behind it is, well, it's New Jersey. They're corrupt. They're fucking, that's where the Italians are. That's where greaseball fat Italians fix games. That's where they live. We can't do point spreads there. We've all seen Sopranos. So what's the, what, what, so is this on the up and up? Yeah, it's on the up and up, but it's also on the need to do, 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 you know? So no line if you live in Jersey. Those sports books are terrible anyway. The Meadowlands ones is, br- is brutal. They're like fucking glorified OTBs. And they go to kiosk and they yell about the Yankees and they all bet in New York. So Creighton minus 10. I'm gonna blow through this real quick. Uh if there is a if you don't live in if you don't live in Jersey, hammer Creighton minus 10. I think the I like fading the Cinderella teams on the second week because they're like, what? We have to keep playing games? I thought that was it. That was fun. We beat Arizona, then we beat Mizzou. They killed Mizzou, actually. That was kind of weird. Um, but then they're like, oh, now we got to know? Creighton. And Creighton's either going to. Creighton's either going to lose this game or win by 30. And I think they're going to win by 30 because that's what they do. They've been up and down all year. So let's just blow through this because this is getting. Uh, let's see. We have 51 minutes. Um, Another thing Creighton does well, also, which I think will help them versus Princeton, they, they guard without fouling, which is key, I think. I, I, I kind of like Creighton as a future bet. They're like 11 to 1 to win the national championship right now, which isn't bad because they have a nice little path and they can beat anybody. But guarding without fouling in college is huge. Half of the fucking point spreads being covered and games being won or lost are just these kids fouling each other because they're 19 and 18 or fucking full of testosterone and hormones and shit, and they can't stop themselves. That's why they're fouling with point seven. Like, ah, they freak out out there. Just calm down. Don't stop every pump fake. Every They're distracted by every girl in the fucking stands and cheerleaders and cell phones and are checking Instagram and are fouling. Slow down. Calm down. Anyway, Creighton does that. And that's how, if you make Princeton just run their offense, run the Princeton offense, which isn't even the Princeton offense anyway. I mean, yeah, technically it's the Princeton offense, but it's not the Princeton offense of what it was before. But God announcers love saying, oh, they they run the Princeton offense. They put you in a blender. Uh, They backdoor you with the Princeton offense. It's too smart. Well, now they're going to run it against a smart team and an athletic team. So we'll take the athletes. Creighton minus 10. Bomb it. Oh, be right there. I'll use the whiteboard for another one. Um, all right. Two more games in Kansas City. T-Mobile Arena. We got Miami and Houston. Houston, uh, we'll go for this real quick. Minus seven, Kelvin Sampson. Kelvin Sampson, 
another corrupt coach. He's the only he's the only anecdote we're gonna have for Alabama. We gotta pick our poison who we want to win this championship eventually. It's gonna be Alabama, the murderers, or Kelvin Sampson, just an absolutely corrupt, filthy program running coach. But they play good defense. Um, <laughs> going up against Lagarinitas, Lagarinitas, whoever Jim Lagarinitas, the Miami coach who does great in tournaments. Of course, we ran that George Mason to the Final Four that one year. Always does Miami well. They're getting seven points is a lot. That's all I have to say. Houston's a little hurt. They are getting healthier, though. They, although they look good. I don't want to fade Houston at all. Um, Because they look when they look good, they look good. But I'll, I'll take Miami plus seven. They're playing. They're playing. Those teams that should not have got past the first round, which they should not have, they should not have beaten Drake. That was just, a, I mean, they beat them. They should have gone an 18 to one run, but they should have been out of the tournament. Those are the teams that once that happens, then they go on a run. And Miami was the ACC champ in regular season. So seven points is a lot. We'll take Miami. Uh, detonate that. And now I'm going to go to my bomb of the t- sweet 16. And this is Xavier at Texas. TC Mobile Renal line is minus four, 148 and a half. First of all, take that over, 148 and a half. Uh, but we're going to go with Texas minus four. We're going to absolutely detonate. Bob is my favorite play of the week. Xavier, Texas is good, first of all. Texas is legit good. They're really good. Um, They were going to win in that. They, they were like one of the top five teams in the country early on. Like they're going to win that change. But then James Beard had a domestic violence situation, a dust up, if you will. Where he got fired, it was kind of one of those hilarious things. Not hilarious things, obviously. Domestic it's not hilarious. I didn't mean to say that. Say it that way. But it was funny where it's where those situations are where he was drunk, got in a fight with his wife or fiance. I think it was fiance. I think that's important because um, I'm sure he did hit her. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it was bad. I'm sure she hit him too. You know, whatever drunken couple fight. She calls the cops. She's drunk, and then the cops come, and then she realizes. Uh, wait a minute. If I press charges here and he goes to jail, things are going to go bad for us, money-wise. I'm going to lose a lot of money. He's got a big-time coach here of Texas basketball. but And then they try to talk their way out of it. Oh, I don't want to press any charge. I didn't want to do any of that. I don't know. And the cop's like, yeah, well, it's too late. You called us. We have to file a report. The cop, it's like once the co- once I start writing this ticket, it's done. Which I don't know if that's true. Cops, cops love that. Once I start writing the ticket, I gotta do. It. I gotta give it to you. It's in the books. And that's what these. That's what these. That's what these broads don't understand. Am I right, fellas? Once you call the cops, they're gonna do something about it. So they, but but they do act like they can just say, "Well, but I don't want to press charge." That's not how it works. It's too late if you want to press charges or not. It's going to be in the paper. It, incidents happening. Yeah, he might not go to jail and all that stuff, but pe- people are going to find. There's no way of people not finding out now once you made that report. So he got you know clear of the charges. Good for him. Blah blah blah. Now he'll go to Ole Miss and re you know redo his career. But anyway, the point is Texas is back. So Texas had a lull after that happened, and now they're back to being what they were in the beginning of the season, and that is one of the best teams in the country. They. I mean, earlier they hammered Kansas in that Big Twelve championship game. They beat per, they beat Penn State. Penn State was the hottest team in the country. Had withstood their arguments, withstood their things, and they uh, had a little 0 run to finish them off. Although they fouled a guy shooting a three at the end just so they didn't cover. But minus four is a short number for Xavier, an Xavier team who should have lost to Kennesaw State. I know I just made the argument that Miami should have lost to Drake, but Xavier really should have lost to Kennesaw State, and Kennesaw State is not Drake. And then they got to play Pitt after that, one of the worst teams in the tournament. An 11 seed who had a playing game or third game in five days. Just a joke. A joke of a fucking schedule to get up to this. Uh, I have no faith in Xavier. So Texas minus four, detonation bomb. Just don't call the cops or there's going to be a report. Minus four. Bomb it. All right. Domestic. I was gonna write domestic. Yeah, I'm not. All right, let me lock in the box. Let me get into the box here. Ooh, that's a tight box. Texas. There we go. Here we go, boys. Rally around, Texas. Please spit the cow. That's the best part of the whiteboard. You get to spit the cow. Get. Here he's all right. Did they lose? Put that. I'm at Xavier. Then I'm at Xavier. Go, go execute. Go execute. 
throwing whiteboards. That's what I do. I bring the paper and the passion. I bring whiteboards. I do have a clipboard. I told you that clipboard story at uh, Burbank. I got a backup. Went to Staples. Remember when I asked, where do you even get clipboards? And so, Staples, of course. But it just seemed, it seemed ludicrous to me. Um, all right. Let's do a quick man in the box. Yeah, it was fun. Oh, it's quarter to, quarter to one. I need to get out of here because we have an XFL show coming up. I don't have much to talk about in this box anyway. Not too many rants. I have a squirrel situation. <laughs> I might as well talk about that. That, that's, that doesn't get more man in a box than an old man in a squirrel situation. I have a balcony, and since it's L.A., we, I store stuff out there. That's very L.A. Normally, people enjoy their balconies, you know, have a cigar or something or a lemonade, you know, whatever, 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 a drink, you know, whatever it is. You take in the uh, here because our apartments are so small. We pay fucking ridiculous amounts of money for it. I got paper towels out there and storage, soda, blah, 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 everything. You have fake artificial turf out there. And we have these in that, that. Anyway, these squirrels. I live on the fifth floor. Um. I have a balcony and a little pool area in the middle. It's kind of like Melrose Place, but it's more like assisted living, you know, because we all are not attractive and we have, like, crutches and ointments and shit. Um, but whatever. It is what it is. Every morning, I have this squirrel come up and he just he, they just tear shit. And I hate squirrels anyway. Squirrels are rats with better publicists. They chew through your wires. They chew through everything, but they, they get cute. And they're in Disney movies. They have bushy tails. No, they're disgusting. And they're horrible fucking creatures, and they're mean, and they're jerks. Rats, I respect. At least they're they, they're you know they they're survivalists, survivalists, survivors. Should have just said survivors, survivalists. Um, yeah, they eat each other, but whatever. They're they're out there. They're out in the streets. You know, they're burrowing. They're city animals. Squirrels are in nuts. They're in trees. They go and they fuck with your shit. They come every morning. This guy comes. And he just chews up wood and chews up whatever, chews up cardboard and spread it over. And I go out, I go out there and I literally have a broom. There doesn't get more old man than this. I'm chasing a squirrel, the broom, get out of here! And I notice people are noticing me shooing squirrels off my balcony with a broom. It's not a good look. I'm not known as the uh, a hot commodity in my building, that's for sure. I think a girl even said it to me in the laundry. Like, oh, I know you. You're the guy who shoes the squirrels away. So that's that's what I'm known for now. The guy shooing squirrels. Today, he brought a second buddy. That's what pissed me off. He's like, wait till you see how mad this guy gets. And you got a two guy. And one guy doesn't look out. And the other guy goes in there for uh, snacks. So I took the box away. There's no snack. There's no food. out. I don't put food out there. See, I don't know what to do. Do I feed him and try to... People are like, feed him. I don't want these guys to become a friend. It's not like they're becoming friendly with it and he's going to be, that you do your bidding. They're going to torch. They're going to eat shit no matter what. They're going to go through your stuff. So I... Then I was told hot sauce. They don't like hot sauce. I don't know. Maybe they do like hot sauce. But I can't put more on, on my nuts. Hot sauce. Hot sauce on my nuts. <laughs> Get a feeder. Do I trap them? What am I going to trap? What am I going to trap and do what with it? Kill it, show it to the other squirrels. This is what happens. I have a rat story too. I could get into. I'll do another rat story later on. But this is this is getting this is getting late. It's getting late, and these squirrels are really bothering me. Um, some say grease the pole, grease the poles like in Philly, <laughs> but you put Vaseline on the on the balconies and stuff. But it doesn't matter. They climb through the walls, and they and they, he knows, he knows, he gets me. Someone's and I heard this too, or I saw this on TikTok. If you do this motion, this this like fat, apparently this right here, if you do this in her eyes, it's mesmer, it's mesmerizing me right now looking at the monitors. But uh, this mesmerizes the squirrels. I tried that; that it confused them, but he still ate the cardboard. He's like, yeah, what are you what are you doing? I'll be back, and then he scatters around. He did, it did not mesmerize him at all. But I swear he knows he's fucking with me. That's that's where it hurts. Like, I get it if he wanted to actually come and shoot him, but he's doing it just to get me. Like, he'll jump up there, then I get out there, and he runs around the corner of the wall, and then he'll put his head back in and look at me right in the eye. eye, eye. Yep. I'll go two seconds. Nope. Did you go? Nope. He's still there. <sighs> and we'll get my buddy. This is hilarious. 
So that's what I'm doing now. I'm losing my mind with squirrels in the box. I should just let him in. He he fuck he he ran right above my head the other day. That he was taunt he that was taunting. That was like what that he won a bet with. I think his other buddy squirrels in the in the trees. Like see if you can go by his head and see if you can nip him with your tail or something. Which I think he did. Anyway, I'll continue with the squirrel saga. That's very very uh, well. So much. That was a long show. That was too long. I apologize. But it was a lot, a lot of games. Sweet 16. And I, because I'm not doing a show, I do shows Monday and Wednesday. I had to give out on Thursday and Fridays. And I can't give you Saturday and Sundays. But I'll recap that on Monday. That'll be my next to Bottom Line Bombs. Come back here on the YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe to the Bottom Line Bombs YouTube page. Watch it live stream on Mondays, 1130 Pacific. Or just subscribe to the podcast, Bottom Line Bombs on Sports Game Podcast Network. Spotify, iTunes, wherever uh, pods are told. Give it five stars. Give it one star. I don't give a shit. Review it, but just like it, subscribe it, review it. I don't care. But please do it. We need it. That's all I ask for you back. It's so thirsty looking for folks for this. Um, to recap, should we recap? Eh, you know the bombs. I don't have to recap it. San Diego State plus seven. I'll do it Friday. San Diego State plus seven. Creighton minus 10. Miami plus seven. Texas minus four is my big one if you really want to. My favorite play is Texas minus four. And I love all the Thursday games too. To watch, not to bet. Um, anyway, that's going to do it uh, this weekend. If you're listening, I'm in Pittsburgh at the Pittsburgh Improv starting tomorrow. I fly out to early tomorrow morning, Thursday through Saturday. Um, so come on out and see me doing stand up at the comedy at the Pittsburgh Improv Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. If you're here this weekend, it should be fun. If not, uh, that's it. Enjoy <laughs> my favorite thing. Enjoy the games from the man in the box. Play the real theme.